Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. We are teaming up with FanDuel. More ways to win um, with Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. More ways to win. Guys, we are about to win in a big, big way because kickoff is tomorrow. I've been seeing, I don't know what this is, but I've for almost 50 years of my life, I've never seen kickoff one sleep away, two sleeps away. Jeff Schwartz said one sleep away. Ross Tucker said two sleeps away. What is this? Is this a new thing? Two sleeps away, two nights away? I mean, that assumes that everybody sleeps, you know, like kind (laughs) of rude to, I don't know, new parents and insomniacs. I think they need to be a little more uh, cognizant of uh, everybody's sensitivities here. Oh, Sal, don't be don't be coy, Sal. Come on down from Coy Hill and uh, and, and join us. You understand this is what it is. The kids have uh, Santa Claus. We have football season and it's finally here, everybody. It doesn't seem like, and I listen, I was one of the people that said we're not going to have football. I don't know, back in April, May, it looked like they were, even after the draft and everything, it looked like we weren't, you know, I know the NFL is arrogant and they're just going to forge forward and they have that, but they also seemed a little sloppy and it doesn't matter. We're here. I'd rather be wrong than have football, right? I, I, I was rooting for it all along than to uh, say we are going to have it and then we didn't have it. I don't know. I'll rationalize that in my head. Um, One thing is for sure, we had our draft last night, Dave Damashek. Let me recap real quick on our last show. Um, Charlotte hired Fred Lynn to kick Bill Simmons out of our league. Is that right? It's been so long. No, No, it's not. Charlotte refused to have anything to do with the cruelty of kicking someone out of a fantasy league, and but did very much enjoy being there for it. Yes, exactly. Now that you see how much fun it is and how Dave dropped the hammer or lowered the hammer on Bill Simmons via Fred Lynn, who made a very funny video kicking uh, his, I mean, Simmons was, he loved him. Fred Lynn was his boyhood idol, right, Dave? Yeah, that's right. And um, (laughs) listen, Freddie Lynn jumped in there, played hero. um, And yeah, it's it's weird that um, uh, somehow I I enjoyed it, but then it it set off a whole new batch of melodrama over the right. over the ensuing twenty four yeah, hours. And it, I I just want you guys to know quickly um, before you go on, Dave. I purposely didn't text you to find out what happened so that my reaction could be genuine on this podcast. So will you please tell me the fallout from from all of that? <laughs> well, let me just say this. So. We've done this, I believe, by my count. I think we've done the kickout rule 12 years now, maybe it's 13, right. something like that. So mm-hmm. there have been at least 11 prior iterations of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it always sucks. It's always embarrassing if you're the guy mm-hmm. in the crosshairs who has to pick up oh, yeah. his stuff in front of his in front of his pals and and uh, um, walk out of the room. You know, it's not it's not a fun feeling. A lot of people feel like, you know what? I'm quitting. You know, I'm going to quit. But then you realize, all right, I'm going to. Only Bill Simmons has announced that he has quit the league forever as a result of getting kicked out. Wait, yes. really? Make, the idea make is, of it what you idea, will. The idea is you get kicked out and then you get to return the following season, replacing the next person right. who's kicked out. But Bill has said, that's it. He's done. 
Uh, I challenged him on guess the lines. I was like, you will be back next year. But um, right now he's pretty steadfast. He's saying that he's he's staying away. Did he react um, to the Fred Lynn video? He uh, we only only over email. And then from what I my exchange with him over the podcast yesterday, but that was his reaction. Well played. I quit. This is this is a, a fond farewell and I'm, and I'm done. And you're not supposed to do that, especially if you um, uh, you actually benefit. You, you took joy in the last 11 or 12 years, as Dave said, and other people, our friend Brad getting kicked out. It was uh, endless uh, amusement. I'd like to say this or I, I, I'd like to throw this question out to Aunt Shar or mm. Judge Aunt Shar um, mm. weigh in on this. So Simmons reaction is, well, I'm st- I'm starting my own league anyway. And then he lures two people from our league <laughs> to join that league. Yeah. Now, by the way, who those people are is neither here nor there. Who joined right. his, his his rogue league? You know, his his WCW league. <laughs> but he has announced. Now, other people, everybody has the feeling of my, I'm wounded. I'm quitting this league. I'll show them. But then you come back around and say, of course, I'm going to be back in the league. Simmons though went the extra mile. And in an email, so we have it for all of time, quit the league. Do you think we should set about finding his replacement now, Charlotte? Or do we wait out and say, let's see if he decides to come back around? Or do we now sign Charlotte Wilder or Fred Lynn or someone like that to replace him in September Mm. of 2020? Well, do you want Anshar's response or do you want Charlotte's response? I want Judge Anshar's Mm. response. Well, Dave, I'm so glad you, you know, when I was going through my first divorce, which I don't know, I guess that was <laughs> 1975 at this point. But, you know, a lady never tells her age. I said, if you walk out that door, if you walk out that door, Stephen, because my first well, Stephen Tyler and I had a thing, but it's neither here oh. nor there. Um, I was like, if you walk out that door, you are never coming back in. And he was like, <laughs> and he challenged me. He was like, I don't, so he left. And then, of course, you know, three weeks later, there's a knock. It's Steve. And I open it and I said, I told you, you were never coming back in. So, you know, I had already found his replacement. Um, and he was wow. like, Aunt Shaw, what even is your accent? And I was like, first of all, I'm not an aunt yet. Second of all, that is for me to know and no one else to ever find out. I like that. Now, okay, from Charlotte's point of view. That. From Char- th- yeah. Thank you, Aunt Char, for chiming in. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Aunt Char, Char, for jumping from in From Charlotte's there. point of view, I would mm-hmm. say give it... I, I might wait till next offseason to to make a move that drastic just because... Oh, all right. I don't know. He has been in the league for a while. I think it, it probably was a little more painful maybe than he's letting on that Fred Lynn kicked him out. So see, I'd say give it, give it like maybe a month after the season and be like, so were you serious? And if he's still adamant, then you're like, okay, maybe around the draft, you can be like, you're in or you're out. I like, well, by the way, what accent is that? Truly, not no, like, truly no, no, just- no one knows. No, not Ann Char- Yours, I mean. Oh, I'm my. Trying- uh, Ann Shard's like, yeah, I, I recognize Ann Shard's. <laughs> mine but, is, mine uh, is like um, New England prep school, okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Can I just put, um, can I just put the yeah. cherry on top of it? Because uh, and, it. and, uh, and yeah. uh, drive away any people who are still listening at this point about our dumb fantasy yeah. league. <laughs> the cherry on top of that is. Damashek wants everybody to know that he got the, that the cool cats as they pursue their third title in four years got Kyler Murray, aka the 2020 NFL MVP. You can wow. get him on FanDuel, available MVP odds. 
plus 2300 get in on number David, one are you high char <laughs> is back <laughs> yeah i am so what <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's great. Yes. And if uh, you have no idea what we're talking about, you could see it on Extra Points Pod, our, uh, our Twitter feed, and the video is up there. The video, I think, has 100,000 uh, views or something. And by the way, that's what it's all about. It, I know it's due unto others and be nice to people. No, it's about views. And we have 100,000 views. So uh, we're moving on from there. Good job by you, Dave. Uh, like I said, yeah, we had our draft last night. It was almost four hours. Set the put put the settings if you have an auction draft. Put it to thirty seconds. Um, this is the best advice anyone will give you all week. Um, put the settings at thirty seconds per nomination and per time it takes to draft. I don't know what they call that time, but anyway, thirty and thirty, and uh, you you'll uh, you'll add uh, years to your marriage. It'll be great. Um, let's talk about this NFL. Starts tomorrow. Um, we almost went controversy free with the Cleveland Browns and then Odell Beckham wasn't his fault. Uh, what happened? Chief Keefe's baby mama, Slim Danger, exposed him for his alleged poop fetish. Um, does not change FanDuel's uh, idea of what the Browns are going to do this year. Their over under is eight and a half. But oh boy, this is great. And he handled it. He didn't deny it. He had a funny little comeback on Instagram. So we don't know where we stand with that. What I want to do, the funny part to me is, uh, and as it relates to fantasy, everybody now, this is the trendy thing to name your team after an Odell Beckham number two kind of play on words thing. So um, good job by you, Odell. Uh, what do you think of this, Charlotte? You you seem very uh, disgusted. Right no, now. well, I mean, yeah, but who am I to kink shame? You know, everybody <laughs> like to do your thing, I guess. Um, I I do my first thought, uh, which shows you just how absolutely broken my brain is by the internet, was that anytime he messes up on the field, every single sports media person is going to yeah. tweet that was a shitty catch, and they are going to think that they are going to beat anyone else to the punch um, because that was my right. first impulse. I was like, oh, what kind of awful joke can I have ready to go in the can, as it were? Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I my favorite part about the whole thing was that his current girlfriend commented on his Instagram post and he said, I can take whatever shit someone throws at me. And she did star SH star T on. So gotcha. it felt sort of like a confirmation. I don't know. Yeah, sure. What more do you need? That's a 2020 confirmation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel, uh, Dave, what about the, yeah, it's, it's similar to, well, I think it'll be better than the foot fetish thing with Rex Ryan, right. In terms of, uh, internet jokes. Yeah. Except that Rex Ryan is standing on the sideline. So his impact play to play isn't as, uh, right. as, isn't as potentially big as Odell Beckham says. And by the way, I mean, legitimate, uh, you know, uh, literal uh, shit talking will go on on the field across from him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's not like Odell Beckham is impervious to such things. I think we all recall the Josh Norman game from whatever that was three years ago, four years ago at this point. You can get inside his head. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that that, I mean, really, Odell Beckham, all, oh, yeah, who cares, whatever. That's what he's going to hear starting in week one, and it will continue on. I still have to say, though, I think the all-time poop-related NFL incident is when, um, I think he was still in college at the time, but Nadja Davenpoop um, went, and uh, <laughs> when he was at the U with an ex-girlfriend to get her back, he went and pooped into her laundry hamper. I thought that was a, oh, yeah. that, that, that was a, you know, that was a good, um, 
We also knew a guy who used to punctuate the end of a relationship by hitting the woman in the face with a pie. He would surprise her. But I think. Oh, yeah, we did know. That, I think yeah. I think pooping in the uh, laundry hampers is a close number two, if you will. I just thought of something. <laughs> the the woman who who told this story on that podcast is mm-hmm. she like working for the Bengals or the Steelers or oh. like is, did someone plant her there? Like is she dating someone on those teams? Now? Like it, that feels almost like too yeah. good of uh, opposition or you know bulletin board material for someone. Yeah. She's actually dating Joe Burrow. I didn't, I didn't realize that until I looked at it. It's interesting, I mean, but you said that. No. Uh, it's smart. It's no, smart. It, it would be. It is um, it is something. Now, but what does he do now? Does he fully embrace it? Does he do, uh, the, you know, our friend Adam Carolla had a touchdown dance he uh, perfected where he's basically simulating sitting on the toilet and turning the pages of a newspaper and then the ball comes out the other end. Uh, and he did this in front of Tom Cruise and my cousin Jimmy's house and Tom Cruise hightailed it out of there like Mission Impossible. He was the most horrifying thing he ever well, saw. Well, maybe that's because Tom we- Cruise brought his mom that day. Maybe that's, that's, what, maybe that's why he had to get out of there that yes, day. Yes, don't bring your mom to Football Sunday in front of Corolla. That's he? That's the lesson to was be learned. Was his mom he really did. there? Yeah, she was really there. Yeah, it was a spectacular you guys, day. That's every, it really so much. was. Every once in a while, you drop some story where I'm like, "What, what world are you living in?" This, it was a crazy day, but but the Odell. So does he do that? Does he do the end zone dance? Um, no, you know. I think I think what's probably going to happen here. You know, when there's something that you're actually really embarrassed about that becomes public in your friend group, mm-hmm. but you can't let on that you're actually really upset about it. So you kind of try to go along with the jokes and like roll with it and then make some jokes yourself. And then one day you just like lose it and you're like, I can't like, this is actually hurtful to me. And I feel like he might, we might get to that point. Didn't he, didn't he like tear down the tent, the medical tent on the sideline or uh, a kicking, the kicking net, net. Right? it he, was a kicking net. Like yeah, yeah. he's going to snap one day and it's probably going to be like week nine. And, um, All right. And I think that'll be the reason why. Okay, it's yeah. a little, it's a little on the nose from the from the uh, sports gods that uh, he's on the Browns too. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's an extra, an extra. Yeah, I mean, we uh, what did we have from the Browns? Like he didn't. There was no Baker Mayfield chugging beers in empty hockey arenas. Like we had to have something to kickstart the Browns' misery. Um, so that's going to be fun to follow. Back to my original point, though, with Odell Beckham and fantasy team names, and you know, if, I, I'm gonna. If you join a different league, I want to talk about how much pressure there is to name your team. I spent 20 minutes trying to name a team in a new league. And I finally, uh, my wife was talking to me about something and uh, I finally named it Grease 2. The name of my team is Grease 2. <laughs> and I have a picture of um, the, the the Michelle Pfeiffer and, and whoever the guy was uh, making out as my icon. But is there too much? It's a very weird. It's the equivalent to changing the thing on your iPhone where sent from my iPhone and then you try to be clever with it, like sent from somewhere you'll never be or sent from. And you look at that like, oh, no, that has to live on for eternity. I'm going to change it back to send from my iPhone. But do we waste too much time with this, Dave? Well, in my opinion, of course. I mean, you know, I as you know, Sal, um, by the way, quick shout out, Sal, on the right side of history. Bold opinion, but it's not a hot take. 
Grease 2 superior to the original Grease. <laughs> Sal and I among uh, the handful of human beings who hold that opinion sincerely. To the matter at hand, though, um, you could have called yourself the Cool Riders, in, in fact. It, oh, that's true. But anyhow. Oh, that would have been the way to do it. Yeah. Um, what's done is done. Uh, I can't use cool. I feel like I can't use cool in any capacity. You have that with, well, a, with a C or a K. That's right. I mean, I, I, well, I, I'm the exact wrong person to ask this question to, Sal, because as you know, yeah. I, I, I settled on in my first fantasy league ever when I was uh, when I was a child on the cool cats and I jazzed it up by instead of with C's, I spelled it with two K's and uh, the right. cool cats now on the prowl of uh, of legendary mm. status here. And, I, you know, so, yeah, I, I don't get into the whole. Let's make a funny pun every year about yeah. the thing. I I don't have that much brain power to devote to, to that. Right, but it would make sense that in a in a, a game that hours and hours are wasted for almost no reason. Like if you yeah. win uh, on on average, you're probably winning what would amount to like a dollar fifty an hour if you won your league, depending <laughs> on how much time you spend. So it would it would follow that you you waste time uh, picking a team name. As well, uh, back to as we were talking about Greece and Greece too. We have uh, Don Draper, John Ham in our league yesterday, and he um, he he uh, pulled out a cigarette. You didn't like that, Dave. He he started smoking. By the way, I'm sorry, Charlotte. He didn't mention you. At I all. can't believe you I, guys um, didn't invite me to hang out with John Ham. You wanted to be in the Zoom? Can he come on the podcast? I think he would love to. I would love yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. to. I would love to talk to John about his his fantasy team. But uh, okay. Yeah. Also, is I'm, there is there smoking allowed on the podcast? Because he's he's pretty good at it. Yeah, we're not. I mean, you can't smell anything over computers. That's true. Yeah, we don't. Like, get I just went for zoom, a run, and I'm up. gross. But like, you guys don't know that. Okay, I uh, I opined yeah. while uh, while we were making our our uh, picks there last night that Draper is maybe the the best smoker, certainly up there with the best TV slash movie smokers of at least mm. the last quarter century. I is mean, there anyone who you can sell? I mean, I think I always like a Draper is the best. Like a lot of those mafia guys, they do it in, in that, uh, in such a way that I don't find it appealing in movies. Ooh. I mean, De Niro is good though. De Niro and Goodfellas is a pretty I, good smoker. I will push back. I will say Joe Pesci in, in Goodfellas. I don't remember him. So he was a smoke. Yeah, he, th I, I mean, there, uh, Ray, Ray Liotta, I think, is the tops of those three in in, in good. Yeah, but, but, he really, but, he had some but Joe, like he 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 holds it with his index finger and his and his yeah, thumb. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have a memory of that from the movie. It's it, it maybe it's right before he like flips out in the restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah in the, in the uh, park. I don't know. Lot but I, yeah, I I like the flick, though, too. And I think that's a Liotta, big Liotta does right. the flick. I, I, yeah. I, he might have died. I might be wrong, but before he crosses the street to beat the crap out of the guy that was uh, hitting yes. on his girlfriend, I think he flicks it. Yeah, I think that's the the way to do it. He does it. I brought up Greece and Greece too. You got it. Danny Zuko is right up there. Um, if if not Olivia Newton John when, when, with her heel turn at the end. Yeah. Um, Chaz Palminteri and Bronx. Oh, yeah, there's a wait, lot, wait, wait, wait. I just thought of a. I thought of a new guys. one. A great one is Harvey Keitel in Reservoir Dogs, is a spectacular oh, nice. smoker in that picture. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Sean Penn, uh, uh, Dead Man Walking, he's handcuffed, and he's about to be put to death, but but the most important thing to him in any moment in that picture is, is burning that nail that's betwixt his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, but somehow it makes it appealing. 
I just thought of I just thought of the the only person who's cooler than Don Draper smoking a cigarette, Sally Draper. When Betty oh, when yeah. Betty lights up the cigarette for her and hands it to her and she's like twelve or thirteen and she smokes it in the car and you're like, well, Don's in trouble because his daughter's cooler than he is. We should figure this out. Maybe there should be a men's and a women's division. Uh, Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction is right mm. up there too. Right? Oh Those yeah, are some yeah. With well, a lot of tight scenes. shots of her lips. It's yeah. really too bad that smoking is so terrible for you because it looks mm-hmm. so cool, and it's also something yeah, to do. And it's not you're not eating, but you're still doing something. I've I've often wished that mm. smoking didn't kill you because. It looks like a lot of fun. Is it terrible for you? Have they even proved that at all? <laughs> no, it's like COVID. They're, they're, you just the science. Right. The science community has not come down with one collective opinion right. yet. So let's wait on that. But um, thank you. I think in I can't imagine terms, being were... a cigarette truther in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why Sorry, not? go ahead. Oh, I, I can. I can imagine almost. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. Some. Some person in society saying almost anything at this point. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, in sports terms, and I think even transcending Don Draper, at least up there, are the two coolest smoking events in the last hundred years. One, Lenny Dawson of the Chiefs taking it on the chin and otherwise at the hands of the mm-hmm. Packers in the Coliseum in the first Super Bowl. Burning a nail at halftime is the greatest. Just right depressed and room. bent over at the on his chair. And I think even that takes a backseat to the Cobra, Dave Parker, who belongs in the Hall of Fame, but he's in uh, he's in my Hall of Fame forever. Burning a what appears to be a hand rolled tobacco in mm-hmm. uh, in the dugout. I think it's spring training with I think uh, Easy Mike Easler right behind him doing the same. I think that's the greatest it, moment. I I like the when managers do it. It 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 it, it, it instilled in me a, a bigger sense of authority. I think I don't think there were any shitty managers who smoked. Right, if you smoked. <laughs> in my mind, it was Jim Leland. It was, uh, who was it? Uh, um, Gene, I, I don't know. Who, yeah, who was Jim, well, Jimmy smokers? Leland, like, well, J- Jimmy Leland's move was yeah. to hide the cigarette as though he was right. trying. Why are you blowing plumes of smoke if you don't have a cigarette in your hand, <laughs> old man? I think mean, you need to get to a doctor if there's not a cigarette in your hand. But it's anyway, yeah, he would, he would hide that thing and, yeah, you know, stick uh, it to the man with every uh, inhale. More nuttiness in the NFL, though. Uh, the NFL came out with a thing. Now, this is a mandate for jersey swaps. We know um, this has become a thing of late. After the game, players will go and they'll swap jerseys. It's kind of, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice little thing. I don't have, people have problems with it. I don't care. I don't know. It's it's symbolic of uh, the friendship and whatever. It's like we try to kill each other for 60 minutes and here we are. Now you wear my jersey and I wear yours. Well, not so fast. Um, new edict. Players must inform teams of their decision to participate in a jersey swap via some form of communication with his team's equipment manager, who will then collect the jerseys in question and clean them before the exchange. No on-field exchanges will be allowed. Violators subject to discipline. And the NFL is teaming with Tide, who will cover the cost of the replacement jersey per player all washed first and exchanged by mail. This is ridiculous. I think we could all agree. This is similar to the NBA's edict when they were setting up the bubble and saying, um, we could do, uh, we could play, play, they could play ping pong, but they can't play two on two ping pong. They must keep six feet between them. Keep in mind, they're running at each other, spit, sweat, blood, otherwise for 60 minutes, but they can't exchange jerseys, uh, 
Dave, what do we think of this? Listen, I'm a man of peace, as as we've discussed. Mm. I I don't like conflict. I think this is a time in society where we really need to come together. But one of the um, exceptions to that is on the gridiron. I do not go in. Call me a child if you want to. Fine. Um, I do not need to see these guys getting along after the game. That's not what oh, we really? want. We watch it as fans. You, we we already delude ourselves as grown-ups who watch football, and we and we delude ourselves to think that these guys care about our hometown as much as we do, and because they wear right. the because they wear the local football collectives um, uh, colors and everything else. Um, well, I, I I don't need it to be the, uh, to to have that vibe to it. We need a little WWE. We need a little pro wrestling to it. Yeah, J- uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik maybe um did drive around smoking joints after um after their match, but they didn't do it out uh, in the middle of the ring. They had, they they had mm-hmm. the good sense to do it in their car away from our right. eyeballs, you see? That's I get it. I guess it, Charlotte, he could just turn his television off, right? And not have to see well, the that's, aftermath. That's just such an endearing old man take, Dave. Like that's that's <laughs> a get off my lawn, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Situation because I actually I, I admire your conviction there that, that you want to pretend that these players are, are sworn enemies. I always like when they are friends after the game I, I feel it it to me feels like they're pulling back a curtain a little bit it's sort of like a mm. behind the scenes situation and the jersey thing in terms of COVID though is interesting because yeah you're sweating all over each other you're breathing the same air very close together and then the jersey's going to be the problem like I don't think so but yeah. especially because they've proven that it's much more you know it's from you get it from people, not from surfaces or things. But mm-hmm. I do think that you have to make a show of at least having the hygiene there. Be like, we're not, I'm not going to give you like a COVID jersey. I'm not going to let you take this home to your family. You know what I mean? So I, see. So I, I think see. It, it, if anything, it's also kind of symbolic about taking the disease seriously. And so that people at home aren't watching it like, hey, you know, we can just, we can be more relaxed because NFL players are sharing jerseys. So it's fine. And and I do right. think that it's better than not letting them do it at all. Even though Dave doesn't Interesting. think Interesting. So. Well, who is, first of all, they're sending it through the mail. The mail is so unreliable these days. At, at some point they must, I just, just keep your Jersey. I'm not getting my equipment manager to FedEx this to get what I don't see it going that far. They're right? Also though, the mail thing, are we sure? I thought they were going to like, yeah, I mean, I guess you have to mail it if you're getting it washed, but I, I Yeah, that's what it says. You have to arrange for um <laughs> all washed first and exchanged by mail. I do admire them for <laughs> finding a sponsor for this little gimmick. They got they yeah. got tied on board real fast. I feel like Dave has a tied endorsement deal too, which is why he's uh he's all for You've this uh, this new variation. No, I, I don't care for <laughs> it. Well, again, so what? That's my business. Um but um yeah, I <laughs> It's funny because I attempted to satirize this foolishness of the jersey swap at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I went around with a Damashek Steelers jersey with the with the just victorious Patriots, and I kept going up to them and saying, "How about a jersey swap? That's the thing you're supposed to do after the post game." They had just won the Super Bowl. It was insane how long how many Patriots considered it and were like, "Huh, I'm sorry, man, I just can't do it." I'm like. 
Of course you can't do it. That's your Super Bowl jersey. Of course you're not going to give this this potbelly dope your actual Super Bowl jersey. Get out of here, you bum. This is why this this is how uh, things wind up where we are with these uh, with this dumb jersey yeah. swapping jazz. Well, Patriots are stupid. Yes. People from New England are stupid. Yes. We know that. I mean, yes. that, you didn't prove any. There's no. I, I'm sorry, Sal. Well, don't make me come in there. <laughs> uh oh. 1975. Uh -huh. Here we go. Uh, all right. So that's it with the Jersey swap. Yeah. I see what you're saying, Dave. We, we, in, in our heads, we, whether it's pro wrestling, um, by the way, I had a match with Santino Morello, like 10, uh, I don't know how many, 12 years ago. And we were told after the match, like we, we were, they over one official heard us overheard us making plans to go out to eat at the pantry on ninth and Figueroa next to the Staples center. Like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta hang out. You want to party, you party here. You can't be seen. So Good. yeah, there's the magic of wow. that. Good. Um, there's that. You know what I hated? I absolutely hated. Like I, I, I could. Uh, uh, I'm fine with it. In football, I've come to terms with it. Obviously, pro wrestling, silly. Um, the White House. It's not the White House correspondence dinner, but it's like a week before the election. I forget Hillary, what that's called. Yeah. Hillary and Trump, it was, it's basically a roast and it's a, it's a week before the election and they're all over each other in, in two or three debates previously. And then they're lab, they're yucking it up. They're laughing at jokes at their expense. And, uh, I was like, this is crazy. I don't even this remember. Really I must have blocked wild. that out. I'm too traumatic. What's that called? It's a what, traditional, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a traditional thing. And I think it's like a white, uh, um, you know, a white tie event. Um, Joel, Jim, do you know what that that's called? Year. No, I don't. How, how, how did they do it four years ago? It's crazy. I know that. it was. Yeah, it was super rough um, last year. But with the jersey swap, uh, by the way, I wonder if um, the late the, the latest news on Odell Beckham will impact how many foes will approach him post game to get his jersey. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. We brought it all. Uh, <laughs> brought it full circle here. Um, what else do you want to say? Elvon Miller, superstar pass rusher for the uh, Denver Broncos out for the year. It seemed like a freak, freak injury, cracked his ankle. That really sucks, mainly because I had Denver going to the playoffs and I, I made some bets uh, through FanDuel. Yeah, that, that's the real reason, right? Um, Titans one and a half over the Broncos. Broncos seven and a half wins. Expect, they're expected seven and a half wins. The experts I read on this, they say this is worth half a win. Not looking good. For uh, the Broncos, would have been fun. Bradley Chubb coming back, having those two guys uh, rush the passer. But I think it's uh, hats off. I think it's it. worse than half a game for the Broncos. I it would seem like I that, right? Like, I mean, what what is half a game? That doesn't even really make right. sense. But yeah. Also, like yeah. Von Miller was kind of the best thing, and by kind of I mean was the best thing the Broncos had going for them. I yeah. I feel like what was it? Seven and a half wins. You said. Seven and a half. It's still seven that and a half. Feels, yeah. That feels high for this Broncos team to me. Sorry. But Von Miller, um, I he was born the day after me. His birthday is the day after mine. And I've interviewed him a few times. That's right. I remember that. Every I time. Mean, the birthdays. I'm like, oh, what did we get Charlotte? What did we get <laughs> right, Vaughn? It's, right. it's always. It's, <laughs> well, yeah. sorry. I have ahead. for a few times now tried to get him to throw a joint birthday party with me. And every time, he, anytime <laughs> I interview him and every time he's like, Who's this crazy chick and why are they letting her talk to me? <laughs> San Sharp. San Sharp. Yeah. He is uh, he is really yeah. a distinct personality, a really fun and funny guy, and um a different sort of fella and, and and really enjoy him. So it's a bummer on that level, of course. And what an awful year. I mean, 2020 
has been rough to some degree for just about everybody. But uh, I mean, he he had uh, COVID and now this on top of it. So now out for the year. And yeah, like you guys say, I think it impacts, it goes without saying it impacts Denver's chances, but also I think it kind of, um, you know, free makes uh makes the runway a little bit clearer for the Kansas City Chiefs now. I mean, I think that you yeah. could make a case that that with with uh Chubb and and Von Miller that they maybe could have stolen a game from the Chiefs somewhere down the line. Right. Really now, who is in the way in the AFC West of um of of the defending champions now? The Raiders might be a nice story this year, might have a good defense. The Chargers, though, a mess already with injuries and QB confusion and otherwise. I feel like there's a real chance that the that the Chiefs can um, I, th- I really take a run at like thirteen and three, fourteen yeah, and two, and in the division, something maybe. like that. Yeah, right. yeah. If we're really where the Chargers and Broncos lose their best defenders uh, within weeks right. of each other, right before the game, and Von Miller, in addition to that um, COVID thing, he has asthma. He has a bad asthma condition, and I kind of looked to him, and I think others did as a, an example of wow, okay, if he could push through this, I think he'd be the example of people. You know, maybe players didn't opt out because of Von Miller. Like, hey, he got through this and he has asthma and who knows whatever you believe and, you know, how this thing uh, you get rid of it or or if it could still come back. He's playing. Maybe I should. I feel like he was looked at as an inspiration a little. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, shooting too high here. But also, is this a dancing with the stars curse? Can we expect the same? Of, uh, is that a thing? Expect expect the same of Carol Baskin anytime soon. This is. A, I would rather. I would trade open. Carol Baskin's ankle for Von Miller's ankle. Honestly, you would. I mean, I wouldn't trade. Okay. I mean, like, I would prefer she right get hurt over him, which is a horrible thing to no. say. I think now that no, I'm saying it out loud. Oh, uh, she is not sharing a birthday with you anytime no, soon. No, I, I should look up what her sign is. I would be intrigued to find out Carol Baskin's astrological <laughs> sign. Do a jersey swap. She... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more thing, NFL. Leonard Fournette, who was cut by the Jaguars because they couldn't get anything for him, is now on Tampa Bay. It's questionable as to whether or not he's going to start over Ronald Jones. They have a very crowded backfield there. But he he it didn't stop him from going out and saying, this is the first time... I've had a quarterback, which first of all, it's not true. Um, someone's got to hand him the ball. He's had a quarterback, but I know what he's getting at. Maybe a good quarterback. That seems, that seems rude. Um, and I think like the high school, the high school quarterback who just, um, you know, sits back home now, sucking back Michelob Ultras, telling all his friends. Yeah. That he played with Leonard Fournette and then, you know, bragging about it. And then Leonard Fournette says, I finally, for the first time have a quarterback. An unnecessary dig, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's it's also hilarious because the quarterbacks that he is trash talking <laughs> by saying that are Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, and Gardner Minshew. And the yeah. one that I really do take offense to is Gardner because his aesthetic is like if I were an NFL quarterback, I would be Gardner Minshew. Um, and oh. I feel like he... He wasn't terrible. I mean, I feel like he was fairly promising last year. I mean, yeah, he's not none of these guys were Tom Brady, but it's sort of a hilarious group of guys to like lump together and trash talk all at once. Bortles, Foles, right. and Minshew. Like I, I I do think it's very rude, but I also I you know, Leonard Fournette is pissed at the Jaguars, I'm sure. So it was kind of a funny way to yeah. get a dig in. 
I love uh, playing what if with uh, with sports. If you turn one little event over and and uh, the butterfly effect and uh, and all of that. And it really is amazing if you consider, I mean, as much junk as the Bears have gotten for taking Trubisky over Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, you know, you could also say the same thing about the Jags, but you also consider who took Leonard Fournette. But if Leonard Fournette, um, or, or, or for that matter, Miles Jack, that touchdown in Foxborough stands, mm-hmm. the fumbled ball in the AFC title game against the Patriots, <clears throat> that Miles Jack play stands, the, pay, the uh, Jags go to the Super Bowl. I think you can make a compelling case. Um, and I've talked about this with uh, with our pal Chris Long. He contends that the Eagles would have won that game. I'm not as sure about that. Um, mm. I, the way that Jags defense was playing, I think they could have um, really they, yeah. they could have won the Super Bowl, and that would have made Blake Bortles a Super Bowl champion. And even if he gets to a Super Bowl, I think Blake Bortles it's harder to move on from him. <clears throat> and instead, now Blake Bortles can't get a gig. Leonard Fournette is thrown out under the street and maybe he ends Mm -hmm. up in a good place, but it is fascinating how one play can impact so much. And for so many years after you should make a sliding doors movie of what happens if the miles Jack play had gone the other (laughs) way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, either way though, Bortles and Fournette are not going to be exchanging jerseys uh, via. No, indeed. No, indeed. Anytime soon. Um, yeah, so football tomorrow, all very exciting. This is Wednesday. Thursday, we're off. We just watch football. And then Friday, we come back with our picks. Now, I think the idea is we're each going to pick a game. FanDuel is going to adjust the spread. So they're going to give us points, and they're going to boost the odds on what the three-team parlay would be. For uh, We're not, we're not going to say what it is now, but uh, extra points for extra pay. We have it going Friday. Football finally here. You can bet it all on FanDuel Sportsbook. And listen, if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, then there's something you won't want to miss. Right now, new users can get an exclusive plus 2,500 odds boost on Kansas City to win their Thursday night game against the Texans. You heard that right. Now, here's what that means. You bet $5 to win $125 on the defending champs in their first game. That is ridiculous. And with FanDuel Sportsbook, incredible odds are just the beginning. They've got a simple app, live betting on every game. And once you win, they get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. So if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, it's time to get off the sidelines. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code extra points so they know we sent you. Make your first deposit, claim your exclusive plus 2,500 odds boost on the Chiefs to beat the Texans. That is FanDuel.com slash extra points. 25 to one on the Patriots to win. That doesn't see, this is going to confuse Charlotte who I'm trying to teach um, how to gamble, but normally you don't get 25 to one on a team like the chiefs. You have to, instead of one to 25, you have to put up like $6 to win a dollar. So what FanDuel is doing, what they're doing is they're trying to go out of business. I think, I don't know how they're doing this, but um, it is uh, beneficial to the player. Uh, That's for sure. FanDuel.com slash extra points. All right. NBA, we have to take a look. The Lakers take control I, of their series. I, I just want to say very quickly, against all odds, um, with the with the trifecta and Sal covering all their best bets in all the divisions has been really fun and funny stuff and oh, interesting. I disagree with many of your conclusions, but I guess that's you part do. of the fun. Um, there's a lot of good. Uh, let's go all let's go all over, over all of them now. I think we did like 96 uh, picks, and <laughs> because of, so, all right. I'm not going to weigh in <laughs> on any of them here. The point is. 
um, look into those and uh, have your fun on FanDuel because there are a lot of fun props and futures. I hope you listened to Damashek when he told you, get the Celts going to the finals. And because uh, I think that was at the time I said that that was uh, those were some juicy odds. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's st- start with that. Game six tonight, Celts-Raptors. Uh, they put a hurt on Toronto. Your uh, Celtics did, Charlotte, the other night. Boston, minus three and a half. The over-under is 210. Um, I think uh, I'm looking at you nodding confidently and maybe even overconfidently at this game to wrap it no, up. No, it was just, I'm very nervous. Last game did make me feel better. <laughs> Uh, it was nice not to have such a close game anytime in the bubble that games aren't coming down to the last second. It's really good for my, um, blood pressure, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they can do it, but I also don't want to jinx them. And it's nice to know that there, there are two more chances. Um, no offense to Raptors fans. They play good fourth quarter ball like every single time. Yeah. They they kind of, I mean, I think they have a better coach with Stevens and I think that shows in the fourth quarter and it didn't even matter because I think they jumped out to like a 22 to nine lead. They're just the better team. I think they have the two best players on the floor, right? Um, you know, in, uh, in Walker and Smart, but uh, uh, in Tatum rather. Uh, Dave, do you see them wrapping it up tonight? I do. I think that was a good call by you on our last show that they were going to take care of it in six and... Yeah. I think it's a funny thing that, that there's a it's a weird sort of uh, perspective. I think we all kind of have about this that we uh, took six months away or five months away from sports. And so it doesn't hit as hard for me. I'm sure people in Milwaukee will disagree with this, but it's weird. The Bucks are done. And I know Giannis, yeah. you might point at that. But I mean, this really might be the end of a of a would be era. Um for Milwaukee Bucks fans. I mean, this might, they, they might've now seen Giannis play his last game there. And it kind of went out with a little bit of a fizzle, which is a shame. Well, but he gave that he, in his, in his post game interview, he sort of alluded to mm. years and years to come for Bucks fans. And that he, he was talking about Milwaukee as though he was going to stick around and who knows if that means anything, but I thought that that was interesting because I wasn't expecting him to do that. So maybe if nothing else, maybe that makes fans feel a little better in the meantime. What did he say, Charlotte? He said something like, I see a wall, I run through it. It's like, okay, dude, calm down. This is why you're getting hurt so right. much. This is why you can't be. <laughs> well, I was also like, well, you didn't, yeah. you didn't do that this time. Yeah. So, right. You didn't even, you didn't even walk up. Something to that <laughs> I think is really interesting though, is that the bucks came into the bubble with the best record. The Bruins went into their bubble with the best record. And oh. both of them just completely were very unimpressive. And I wonder if, I don't know if it's, if it's momentum, uh, you know, I was talking to someone to a friend about this and he was like, I hate the term sports momentum. And I was like, okay, but I do think there's something to be said for building on a good thing. And if you take four or five months off, I mean, I also, I tweeted something about that and I said, you know, I'm having trouble interacting in groups after six months off. Like I get, I get why (laughs) these teams are, are having issues. And someone responded and was like, you realize they've been playing for a month and a half. Right. And I wanted to be like, no, buddy, I had no idea. I only work in sports and have been talking about them yeah. since they came back. But I refrained because it wasn't right. So now I'm verbally, <laughs> good, good. I'm verbally dunking. I know. Them. What if they're listening? What if the, who is this? Who are you? You want to call them out? Yeah. Or so I think his first name was John. Random? It wasn't John Ham. Oh, he's the worst. But John, man, I just, every once in a while, like usually the things that Stranger Sandline don't bother me very much. And then every once in a while, like yeah. one just gets under my skin, but 
Yeah, anyway, yeah. I do think it's something. It's something to be said for. Um, maybe there's maybe. something to momentum, or I, I don't know. I just found that. Well, they had a weird thing with being the team that walked off. Maybe the, their momentum shifted then when they made the social justice uh, statement and everything. I, it's tough to tell with any team what, where the momentum lives and dies. But there's no real road game or home game. Um, but Miami's in the final four. They're plus three ninety. I thought they would be higher. They're less than four to one odds, but I guess that makes sense because there's only they're in the round of final four there. Um, but let's just root for Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Not an amazing game to close out the Bucks, but um, he's fun. And I just feel like if they keep winning and keep showing him having fun and keep showing those commercials, this will lead to a resurgence of 80s songs on TV. And that's all I really want, Dave. It's funny, too, that uh, Spolstra is the guy who is the last man standing um, in Miami yeah. after the last decade or whatever it was with the big three and all of that. And there they are in the final four is uh, some smarts really did pick them before this tournament began. But I I, I just I, I'm not like I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists like, don't you understand that the networks, everybody want the Celtics in the finals, but I do have that vibe that I can't get over that this inevitably is the Celtics surviving the East to, uh, to meet either of the LA teams and either one is going to be a mm. juicy finals. And I know we're going to have football and otherwise to, to distract us a little bit, but either way, I think the NBA comes out a winner. If either of those two things, if you get Celtics well, against either LA team, beautiful. I have that exact vibe, and you can call it ridiculous, but I do feel the NBA sees that the NFL is, you know, nipping at their heels. They see the Thursday night football promo with Houston and and uh, Kansas City. I, I'll send you guys a clip. I should have pulled it, but Charles Barkley on TNT, Ernie Johnson is like, "We have a 7 p.m. start for uh, Lakers on Thursday," and Charles is like. Why are we starting so late? Why don't we start earlier? The whole world's going to be watching Houston, Kansas City. So there's there's definitely uh, an awareness there. Um, maybe the referees are aware too. 23 free throws for the Lakers, 14 for the Rockets last night. I don't know when you know when Westbrook and Harden are hovering around 30 and they can't get it done. It's uh it's lights out for Houston. And when they're not taking, it seems like 33 pointers is a lot, and it would be. 10 years ago, maybe even seven years ago. Not a lot for the Rockets. They need to make 20 to compete in this series. Um, so the Lakers take control of that series 2-1. And like you said, Dave, they're going to play, well, if they win, they'll play the winner of Clippers Nuggets. And it seems like the Clippers uh, are going to take that. That's tonight, minus what, 8 and 220. What you put in my head and now I can't get over, and I know he, he did the opposite of this a couple of games ago, but Kawhi really does feel like it's a layup from uh, you, you said that and from 17 and in, it really is just about oh, yeah. as automatic as anything I can recall. And that includes Michael Jordan when he went into the second phase of his career where everything was a, a mid range jumper feels like Kawhi is just unstoppable. If he can get the ball around the foul line, it, it's going to be two points. It does feel like Jordan little jump shot, tucks it in, hits the back of the net. Straight and in, the middle right? finger like, no and the doubt. middle finger block was something, you know, I don't, I don't know what the what, what that uh, was meant to symbolize, but it was uh, it was something to see. That's for you, sure. You, you talk about pro wrestling. What was that? That was that I've not seen that before. And I don't know. We'll, we'll ever see a that. Very again, long Charlotte. middle finger. I guess. Yeah. Use it if you got it right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm block shots with my middle. I also finger. want to say shout out to Houston fans who are probably going to have a rough Thursday night. 
Yeah, that's not gonna be good for them. Oh, that's right. One of my yeah, friends is one of my friends is from Houston, and and she was like, "I'm dreading Thursday." She was like, "This is not oh, gonna go yeah. well." You got you got Rockets, Lakers, and then Texans, Chiefs, and I don't think either Texas team is gonna win. That's interesting. Yeah, we have to find out who the Astros are playing. Maybe that's a nice uh, anti-Houston uh, parlay mm-hmm. there. Um, all right, uh, you know we get a lot of mail. Charlotte says she loves mail. I can see why everybody loves her in these emails that we're reading. It's uh, the extra points gang at gmail.com. The extra points. That's two E's. Don't get confused, please. It's the extra points gang at gmail.com. All right. Hey, a fellow named Chip Straight has emailed us. He says, longtime listener, first time emailer. Young Charlotte needs to have her New England membership card checked as soon as possible. I was outraged to hear her slaughtered the pronunciation of Chowda. At the end of the Wednesday show, I guess this was last Wednesday, it was a fingernail on a chalkboard moment for us from Maine, much like Sal's outro typically is. Oh, <laughs> love the show. Chip, not from Bubble Rock. Wow. wow. All right. Finally, some negative uh, Charlotte mail. And Dave, you uh, you avoided any kind of conflict. Yeah. There. That's even uh, more surprising. Sal's that was nice. <clears throat> on that one. <laughs> I, I like, I, yeah, that, that was, that felt good to not be mentioned there. Cause it's invariably negative, but um, no, I, I, I do say for all my beef with, uh, with the new England region, more specifically the people who live there uh, shout out this, this chowder debate uh, that people like to have is a nonstop. I mean, obviously new England chowder over Manhattan chowder, right? I mean, what, the, does anybody, and, and oh, yeah. who decided by the way, that two soups that couldn't be at more opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, one, mm-hmm. one's a tomato broth, one's a creamy potato-based soup. You know, those are both considered chowders. What I makes I, something I think chowder? Rang- yeah. They both rangy. have clams in them, me. so everybody got I confused. I get it. I don't care. Is that what it is? If you have a clam, you, ha- you have a clam and something that's chowder. Like I had linguine yeah. pasta. I had linguine with clams the other day, so that was chowder. Uh, a type of soup or stew often prepared with milk or cream and thickened with broken crackers. Yeah, we get all that. Variations so, so of then how did the Manhattan get in there? How did New York weasel its way? There's no cream in there. It's all tomatoes. I'm with you. I'm with you. That is a little weird. Uh, anyway, the point is we have a negative uh, email towards Charlotte and we should rejoice. Okay, now here's uh, here's what we... Uh, we're used to here from Andrew Grillo as an avid fan of all pods hosted by the gents. I have to say having Charlotte join two of the Boston hating triad of Sheck, Sal and Corolla. Oh, we got lumped in with Corolla is a breath of fresh air. Finally, a voice of reason, logic and smarts. I think spelled out with a bunch of A's to emphasize the Boston accent being added to the duo of pretty of petty jealousy and sports insecurity. Wow. Go Cam and go Brady. Why can't we, the loving, caring, and famously magnanimous uh, fans of all teams Boston, have two winners to root for? R-O-U-T-E. Eh. It seems the bitter, self-hating, loser mindset of the 78 to 2001 New England fans has shifted west to Pittsburgh, Dallas, and La La Land. Dave and Sal, love to know what will be a sharper dagger to the heart for each of you. An 18th Celtics championship, 7th Super Bowl for Belichick's Pats, or a seventh ring for Tom Terrific. How dare you? There's only one Tom Terrific. He was buried this week. I, I invalidate your entire email just for uh, comparing Tom Seaver with Tom Brady. What say you? Uh, P.S. I have no opinion on Charlotte's lilting voice. I think it was a little. <laughs> I laugh, know what right? Wasn't it? Was uh-huh. it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, 
I don't actually decent question, Dave. I don't care about the Celtics winning a championship. I would be bummed if Belichick won, and I'd be bummed if Brady won. Which would upset me more? That's a great question. For, I, I I root for the Celtics because uh, my old man's a longtime Celtics fan, so good for him yeah. if he gets one. But that listen, don't take the bait, Sal. We're on the mm-hmm. right side this year. It doesn't make a we difference. Are. It's funny to us no matter what happens. Keep that in mind. Don't let Is these it? Uh, Will you New be England laughing? people. Fl- Will you be laughing if Belichick it. wins? La 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 la. I can't hear you, Charlotte, <laughs> okay, because the jokes on the jokes on you guys. Either you 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 get to say, "Wow, Cam Newton can win as many games as Tom Brady." Wow, for the last two decades, we've rooted for a false god. Or you get to you get to get ex- what what Charlotte? I go did, ahead. Oh no, I'm not taking this bait either. I will not get down in the mud on this. Look. Two things can be true. Brady uh-huh. can have been a great quarterback for New England, and Belichick False. can have been a wonderful uh-huh. coach, and they could have been in the right place at the right time for both of them. And if he wins with Cam, that does <clears throat> not invalidate what you he did with Brady. Here, no, it doesn't invalidate. True. But with Tom Brady, if he wins a Super Bowl this year, let's say he does go down I to Tampa. I will walk slowly into the ocean. <laughs> that, well, thank you. Thank you for being honest with yourself yeah. as as well as us. I because will a hate lot of, here, if he Here's wins. the position. So many New England fans ha- have taken the position, which is bogus. So they're trying to trick themselves as well as us. Is this thing that like, hey, no beef with what Tom did. He, he, he made me, it gave us uh, six Lombardi trophies. If he gets a seventh in a yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform, it will upset you. It will make you sad. And and no, and maybe they both stink. Maybe both the Patriots and Bucks stink. No mm. matter what happens, Sal, we're the winners here. Well, I agree with you because I'm still thinking of which would hurt me more. But I think for Patriots fans, they're fooling themselves if they don't think they're setting themselves up for an emotional tailspin, Dave. And I don't even think it has to start with Tampa winning the Super Bowl. I think Charlotte, from week to week, you're going to feel bad for Tom. You're going to feel good for him. You're going to want him to slow it down a little bit. You're going to want him to pick it up because that's the guy you know. You know, it's like, oh, he's aging. I I think it's going to play games with your head week after week after week. I hope you're prepared for this. I really No, do. I agree. I'm I'm dreading it. I'm actually <clears throat> I'm excited for the NFL to come back and I realize that I am going to like I not only am I going to be nervous about Pat's games or mm-hmm. invested at the very least. I am going to care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one way or another and that in and of itself is the worst. Like the Bucs have always right. been one team where I'm like, "Oh yeah, right, and the Bucs." Like I forgot they existed. Mm-hmm. And now I can't. I can't. I think we've seen him in the jersey, and that's weird. It. And I think I it's it. it's going to be weird, different level of weird when we turn on the game Sunday and see him yeah, in the jersey. Yeah, actually, you said like that. Actually they felt a little sick to my stomach. Yeah. You know, the, right. the question that I've posed for the last le- legitimately year and a half is uh, about this potential gathering storm here that now is the reality as we uh, are at the eve of football mm-hmm. season is um, – I, I, who are you going to root for? What what are people who have loved Tom Brady, who has transcended to some degree the Patriots, um, as certain athletes do? Um, it, it's equivalent, I guess, or close to. I grew up a Pitt fan, Pitt basketball fan, huge one, and then I went to college at Indiana University, and people used to say, who would you root for if they played for the title? I said, I, I can't tell you intellectually. This is a decision for the heart. I now think that you guys will hate Tom Brady 
if it comes to a Super Bowl in Tampa and your guys are going down to Florida to play because you know Brady and Gronk will keep doing those videos where they're like, what are we going to do? We're back in the Super Bowl. And you will hate Tom Brady, who you worship for 20 years. Back to my original point. This is great for us, Sal. Oh, that's uh, absolutely the example of an uh, ex-boyfriend dating a supermodel yes. after you, right? I mean, what the... What, yeah. No, I will yeah. hate it. I'm already... I'm already... I I hate... I feel terrible <laughs> saying this, and I feel like I'm being somewhat of a traitor to my New England fandom. If you know, thank you, Brady. The whole I think the party line in New England is that you have to be grateful and thank him and want only the best. And if he wins a seventh with Tampa, everyone will be happy for him. Mm. And I'm like, that is garbage because I'm already annoyed at his like cute little shticks he's doing on social yeah. media where he's like writing letters to his parents from training camp. On his right. Instagram stories as though he's six. And I'm like, you're actually not. And I don't know. I'm it will it will irritate me so much to see him and Gronk <laughs> like pal around if they make it to a Super Bowl. I like it. I hope you stick to it. I think most fans are gonna be on an emotional roller coaster. not even a, a roller coaster, like what what like a gravitron. Yeah. A roller coaster, there's ups and downs. I think it's just gonna be wild and like you've not seen before. Yes. But D Dave, back to us and the question that was posed to us, maybe working backwards because I would hate both. I would hate seeing Tom win another one and I would hate Belichick. Let's work backwards and just get the image of, in our heads of both of them separately lifting the Lombardi trophy. I think Belichick would sit worse with me. Yes, I think that as a, a you know, philosophically as a, as a sports fan, I, you know, I just, it's unsatisfying on any level I, for a fan base or other, the, the idea that like, yeah, we coach good. I don't think that will be right. uh, invigorating for, <clears throat> for New England people. Yes, it will. But already, already. It will. People <laughs> like Belichick is, yeah, no, I think, I think New England will the, love that. Okay. But the antithesis until about, I'm not even going to say six weeks ago or whatever it was when Cam Newton signed. I mean, in the last week or two, all of a sudden, everybody's a big Superman fan up there in the New England region when he is the antithesis of Tom Brady in so many ways. And the idea that you guys are going to be rooting for Cam Newton and as Charlotte already indicates, any mm -hmm. sign of success from 12 down there in his new home is going to create even more raw emotions. I mean, it's del right. it's delicious stuff. So I, I, I hear you. I it's think it's going to be fun. I think. Yes, the bottom line, as as Lombardi counting organizations, I support the Steelers, you support the Cowboys. Right. Ultimately, <clears throat> Tampa Bay getting through, Tom Brady in the Twilight, neat story, interesting. Right. Less painful, ultimately, I suppose, than... Uh, yeah, and especially considering the personalities involved. All right, well, so that was a nice email. You know, it didn't start off as a nice email, but we did led to a, a spirited conversation there. That's the extra points gang at Gmail. Dot com. Keep writing nice things about Charlotte. She loves it's it. Very nice. loves I, it it's more. very nice. It's very, uh, it's, <laughs> can't let it go to my head, though. I got to stay humble. You know, keep working. We're on to Cincinnati. Of course. Of course. Uh, all right. Do we have any extra points to close out the show? Well, uh, let me just say yeah. this. I say it at the dawn of every football season. Uh -huh. I know you hear what the media experts say, condescend to you about you don't really understand what's going on. And the coaches do that to the media. And that's why it trickles down to we fans because the media does that. But remember, even though there are not going to be very many fans, if any, in the stadiums, mm -hmm. football and sports belongs to us. We, the fans, 
have an important role to play. Do not let anybody condescend or 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 uh, turn you into into some needy child. We make it all go. It's the reason we get together, and maybe we won't be with our families, but we'll still be online texting away, rooting for our guys, deluding ourselves to think that they care as much about our town as we do. And what do we rally around more as a family and, and friends than around our favorite teams? Football season's here, everybody. Six months of, uh, of shutting in and everything else. This is our gift. Let's enjoy it. I love it. it. Dave, that was beautiful. That was inspiring. And I would love to switch shirts with you right now, if it's possible. Charlotte, close your eyes. Why? You're not going to want to see this. No, no one. Well, we're switching shirts. Uh, oh, like it. jersey swapping? Yeah, like jerseys. Forget it. Uh, yeah, just like, <laughs> oh, just like that, that Charlotte. <laughs> Dave, uh, minus three. Minus three. It. Well, we're doing that. We're doing a, a, a. We're so enthused about football season's arrival. We're going to do two episodes. Jeff Schwartz and I. Jeff Schwartz, very excited about the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Great value there. Um, mm. Get in on that one. I like the Colts too. The like we've talked about, Ravens and Chiefs, such heavy favorites on the AFC side of things. That um, there are some very good teams that are now uh, have great value. I just told you who they were. And uh, so we'll be out with a couple episodes as soon as later today for you. Excellent. And you're at Damashek, right? At Damashek. Dame Shack. Uh, yeah, please do. Play Dame Shack, as Freddie Lynn calls me. Either way, go and uh, please subscribe, download, comment, all that jazz uh, on uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Fun time so Spe far. Special thanks to Fred Lynn for playing along. And just to clarify, we never uh, mentioned it. When he said he was... Um, he was poop, not put not Odell Beckham pooping, but he was uh, all over the the Bruins, and it didn't make sense to us. Except that he later clarified that he was referring to the UCLA Bruins um, having graduated USC, so that made more sense. Um, so there you go. Thanks again, Freddie Lynn, um, for uh, doing that for us. And Charlotte, what do you got going on? Uh, well, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the second episode of the People Sports Podcast um, with mm. me and Mark Titus comes out. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Some return of NFL content there. Uh, a few stories I have up on the Fox Sports app, so you should all download that and check that out. It's also it's also going to be good for football season, I think. Um I mean, I think so. It's, too. it's actually like I, I feel I feel like it. People are going to be like, oh, you're just saying that because you work there. But like, it's actually a really great app and the scores feature is really good. And they have um, yeah. a cool alternate um, broadcast where you can listen to games without the fan noise piped in and just sort of some interesting stuff going on there. So but yeah, please, uh, you know, leave us nice reviews, write us, write email, nice emails here. Keep doing that there you go. and uh, download the other pod. Beautiful. And uh, well, yeah, extra points. We'll be back Friday, right? We're going to have our big pick, our odds booster from FanDuel. Listen to Minus Three. Listen to the Lemon Pepper Parlay Club podcast with uh, uh, Rob Parker and TJ Hushmanzada, Jerry Ferreira, and Jen Piacente. Have a great fantasy show twice a week on, uh, it's called Waiver Wired. And what am I missing? Laugh, Laugh lines. lines. Me, Rachel Benetta, every uh, Thursday. So. Um, cooking with Damashek. gas. We're cooking with gas now, Sal. We really are. Yeah. We really are. Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. I'm Sal, reminding you that even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember you're all my favorites. Wow. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>